What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Uh, Healthy and alive, yeah. Oh, that's good because apparently Los Angeles is critical. Yeah. It, uh, obviously, it has nothing to do with the riots we've seen lately. No. I mean, clearly. No. That, no, that, no. No. Of course not. It, it had to do with the reopenings and tr- uh-huh. interstate travel. You know, because, uh-huh. you know, we've seen some of these states like South Dakota uh, or even my own home state, Oklahoma, you know, they've been opening up and just, you know, they're not having a mask mandate. Of course, it's going to be. Yeah, it's just terrible. OK, so I got a quote here from the county health director out there. She says, if we can't find it in us to follow these mandates, including wearing face coverings and distancing when around others, we jeopardize our ability to move forward on the recovery journey. Our collective responsibility is to take immediate action as individuals and businesses to reverse trends we're experiencing. Where were you a couple of weeks ago, lady, when they were out there burning the cities down? Huh? Where where were you there? They were out there in the streets <laughs> marching with them. Oh, probably yeah. You hypocrite. Pelosi was the the mayor, the yeah. useless, the useless L.A. mayor Eric Garcetti. He was out there in the streets, no mask, kneeling like a weasel. That's what he was doing. Give me a break with this nonsense. Go to work, people. What are they going to do? They got to lock ten million of you in jail. God. Well, here's the thing. The even in New York, right? I know we were talking L.A., but in New York, they're um, what, what are the the tracking, you know, the um, uh, tracers or whatever, the COVID tracers. Oh, uh, yes. They're yes. not the, the good, be the good cadres, the good cadres. Yeah. Yeah. They're not supposed to be asking whether you attended one of these protests that that's not on the table at all. So by not asking and not having that data, well, then obviously, you know, the, the protests had nothing to do with the spread of COVID. There's no data that supports it. Just a just a side note. Um, when we were talking, you were talking about the tracers there. I, I just want to put this in there mm-hmm. because it, I, I think it's really relevant. Do you remember the uh, the WHO rep that was talking to Chelsea Clinton on the clip we played that day? She said they were talking about training the cadres. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And well, then she she kind of she laughed for a second. She said, oh, I, no, I need to I need to re-say that because, you know, we, we just get so used to saying that term. Do you know uh-huh. what a cadre? Do you know what a cadre is? I'm just going to I'm just going to read the definition of it here. OK, the cadre. Okay. This, by the way, this is according to Marxism. OK, the cadre, the trusted inner circle of trained members and leaders on whom the party can depend to carry out its policies and programs without any questions or objections from cadres will emerge functionaries, officials and organizers. Just thought I'd throw that in there. I mean, not that it, not that it's relevant or anything. I mean, I just thought. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course not. It yes. totally has nothing to do with COVID-19 and whether no, you wear a mask no, or not. No, no. But see, no, it no. doesn't it doesn't matter because the bigger issue here today is because uh, the, the bigger issue that we're going to talk about this morning is there's a tweet that Trump put out and it's a disaster. It, it just confirms everything, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. The Yes, yes. It's just it's absolutely terrible. It, I mean, clearly it shows that the president is. A white supremacist. I mean, yeah, we knew it's it. all confirmed. We knew it's it, all confirmed. Yeah, it, we, we knew it. Yeah. We, we knew that Trump was a yeah. white supremacist. So what's mm. uh, what's happened? He retweeted 
a video, it looks like. And in the video, there was one dude saying white power. Okay, so let, let me get this straight. There, there's one guy, because I haven't seen the video. There's one guy. I just saw the headline. There's one guy that says white power in it. That's just one guy. Some dude drives by on yeah. a golf cart screaming that. That's it? Uh, yeah, there, there's one guy that's doing that. And they say th- this person that yells white power is the loudest supporter screaming there uh-huh. is what they okay. say. Okay. So I just want to ask if there is a person or a group of people rather at uh, at a Joe Biden rally, that is if he can get more than three people. If there's a person at a Joe Biden rally and they're waving hammer and sickle flags, is anyone going to say anything about that? No, actually, what they're going to say is uh, the the one Antifa guy that showed up with the the um, swastika flag, you know, you know, Nazi mm-hmm. flag. Yeah, They'll talk about him and say he's a Trump supporter. Right. Yeah. The, the three people they can find to pay to stick out there. It's it's just so Which is it's it's so predictable. literally what they did, by the way, with the Antifa guys. Yes, that's what they the, did. That, that's they, they, they that's literally, literally did that. <laughs> well, they're paying people three hundred dollars a head to go out there and protest now. OK, so. Yeah. What did I say? What did I say? I said the next thing they're going to try and pull mass shootings. They're going to try to blow up buildings. Right. What did I say mm-hmm. last week? Mm-hmm. Is that the next thing? That's a, because they're going to have to play another card here. They're going to have to yeah. because the, the COVID BS isn't going to work. People aren't falling over dead from it, so it's not going to work. So they're going to have to go another way. The protest protests happened too early. They're on a timetable. The protests happened too early. The, the looting, the rioting, all that stuff was going to come, but it happened too early. So now they have to go another way. And these uh, these people are so predictable. What comes out today in the UK, the government, right? The government is wanting people to prepare their plans in the event of a terrorist attack, why would they do that? Why, why would they? Why would the government come out and publicly make that statement and have businesses, schools, offices, hospitals? Why are they being told to prepare for that? And they're not being specific. They're not being specific. They published advice urging various locations to rehearse their responses to what it calls marauding terrorist attacks. Such attacks are categorized as fast moving and violent with assailants moving through a location aiming to kill or injure as many people as possible with most deaths occurring within minutes before police can arrive. So, okay, the sick thing about this is they have to tell people what they're going to do before they do it. Right. Right on cue. Here these people are telling people they're telling you it's coming. They're telling you it's coming. And so when it happens, when it happens, we know who to blame, don't we? We're already starting to see this, though. They've already had a few knife attacks here recently with deaths from it. So, I mean, it's happening. It's coming. But seeing it from the the Marxists that are that are pushing these riots, uh, that's uh, that's where we're going to see it next. Yeah. Right on cue, man. Right on cue. Look at the weather underground with Bill Ayers back in the 70s, the 60s and 70s. This is exactly what they did. This is precisely what they yeah. did. Went from riots in the streets, the burning, the looting, smashing, right to terrorist attacks. They were blowing up federal buildings. Happened almost to the T. This is precise. Same tactic. It's the same tactic. They're going for the same thing. Didn't it talk about uh, one of the videos we've seen where uh, some of the past terrorists that have been in prison for terrorist acts uh, is actually leaders of some of the financing organizations? I wouldn't doubt it. I, I didn't know about that, but I, I seriously wouldn't doubt it. Uh, but pretty sure it was. If you want to, sure it was on that. Pretty yeah, sure it was on that I mean, program about the. You know, not, not only do you have groups that you can refer back to, like the Weather Underground, you can also look at the Bader Meinhof gang in Germany, in West Germany mm-hmm. at the time when the country was split. Same type of group, same type of group. As a matter of fact, they were pretty much the same arm of. 
what was going on in the weather with the weather underground in the States, although they were the German arm of that organization. Same type of thing. Same group. Mm hmm. And those people, as far as I know, are still rotting in prison where they belong. Yeah. And where did they go to get their training? 272 NYPD cops file for retirement. You know, we talked about what they're doing to law enforcement. The mayor of New York, the uh, the communist mayor of New York, de Blasio, which that's not even his real name, by the way. I just like to say that um, he is um, he has said that he's going to cut a billion dollars from the NYPD budget coming up next year. So they've had 272 uniformed NYPD cops file for retirement since all this started, since the, the Floyd incident. They're putting in their papers uh, and then, you know, through June 24th, they say uh, let me see, two, they've had 200 between May 25th and June 24th. So uh, as of four days ago, they've had 272 uniformed cops putting in retirement papers, a 49 percent spike from 183 officers who filed during the same time period last year, according to the department. Departures could signal a coming crisis for the 36,000 member department, which also faces a $1 billion budget reduction amid the defund the police. You're going to take away a billion dollars from the NYPD. Do you have any idea what's going to happen in that city? I worked in that city along with the NYPD. And I'm telling you what, if you are a New York City resident, if you live in any of the boroughs up there, that I would highly recommend that you consider moving. I would highly recommend because they are going to gut that city from a law enforcement standpoint and crime is going to be out of control. It's already out of control, you know, and that's not the cops fault. They do the best they can. Believe me, I know they, the average NYPD officer, they do the best they can with it. That's a five billion dollar budget, by the way, for the NYPD. They're, uh -huh. they're taking a, a fifth of their budget away. We're worried about a surge in attrition, reducing our headcount beyond what we can sustain without new recruits because they're not going to backfill with a one billion dollar deficit. They're not going to. You know, budget cut. They're not going to backfill those officers and are afraid the city council has not taken the surge into account. Of course they haven't because they're good progressives. They're good progressives. They don't care about the crime in the city. They want the crime. They want the lawlessness. That's what they thrive on. Ed Mullins, the president of the Sergeant's Benevolent Association, said an exodus from the NYPD has begun. He said nearly 80 of his members have recently filed for retirement and the morale is at the lowest it's been in 38 years, he said. Mm. Fire union leader added, people have had enough and no longer feel it's worth risking their personal well-being for a thankless position. That's true. But see, it's not the community yeah. that doesn't appreciate you. It's not the community by and large. You do have a fringe element in there that are that, are that, but those are the wound up radicals. And they're being enabled by the by the good woke people in the system that have disdain for the police. That's where it's coming yeah. from. They're being aided also in part by the media. So it's not the general public. It's not we, the people of the general public that have disdain for cops. Believe me. But he goes on to say that there is no leadership. There's no direction. There's no training for new policies. The department brass is paralyzed and too afraid to uphold their sworn oath in fear of losing their jobs. Sadly, the people of this city will soon experience what New York City was like in the 1980s, and he's damn right. It's an all-out war on cops, and we have no support. Well, I tell you what, you got support from people like me. You got support from people like Bruce. Yeah. I wanted to wait for my 30th anniversary. This is one Brooklyn cop who's going to retire next month. He put in his papers. He says, I wanted to wait for my 30th anniversary in October, but the handwriting is all over the wall. See, these are the kind of cops you want out there. Right. These are the ones you yeah. want out there in the in the community policing. These are not the ones you want to get rid of. Unless you're a progressive. Yeah, that's true. Uh, another retired NYPD sergeant, he came out and he says, if you have your time in and you have an opportunity to do something else, get out while you can. And that's true. You know, you got uh, you got 20. Get out. If, if you went in at 21, you're 41. You can take a pension. Get out. Leave and go do something else. So take your pension and go. 
They're that's even talking that's, about cutting pensions for some of yes, these officers. That, here, here's uh, the thing. Here, here's the thing. All you good people out there, all you good progressives, all you good woke people, okay, you understand something and understand this very clearly. The system that they are trying to bring in, that they're, the system they're trying to overthrow and the one that they're trying to bring in, you're not going to have a pension. You're not going to have a pension. All the people out there, and I know people that do this, man, they're on the golf course. They're on the golf course right now. They're probably listening to us on the golf course, okay? I know people on the golf course right now that are golfing, watching their 401k. You're not going to have it. What are you going to do then? Too serious for the morning show. <laughs> but it, I mean, but it's, it's true, though. I mean, yeah, it is. One Manhattan detective said he was fed up. 22-year veteran with wife and kids said it's just waiting to hear back about a new job. Then he's putting his papers in and moving to Arizona. Uh, he believes the city's going down the tubes quick and it's not going to turn around anytime soon. And you know what? He's he's right. The politicians are spitting in the faces of families of cops killed in the line of duty. And now they're handing the keys over to the city to these criminals. This is insane. Of course, if a police officer is acting criminal or abusing their authority, they should be held accountable. But the majority of incidents we are seeing do not warrant officers losing their jobs or being locked up. Uh, People have lost their collective minds. Uh, See, I mean, we're all on the same page. All you good cops. And I know we have New York listeners. All you good cops. Believe me. Believe me, we're on your side at the end of this. We're, we're on your side at the end of this. So don't think that you're resigning in shame. Don't think you're resigning in shame because that'll that'll carry with you for the rest of your days. Don't you want, for one minute have that thought about yourself because that's not what it is. You're not turning your back on the community. The people in power have turned their back on the community. They've turned their back on you. They've turned their back on we the people. So it's not you. They're scapegoating you. So make sure when you walk away, you walk away with your pride intact. You see that Starbucks is pulling its ads now as well. Starbucks. I, yeah. OK, so Starbucks is pulling Coca-Cola stopped on all platforms. Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. is uh, has clamped down a little more. So uh, it says what's uh, what's Starbucks with Starbucks? Can, it says Starbucks will continue to post on social media, but it won't be paid uh, promotions. So they're still going to do like, you know, their their ads on like Twitter and whatnot you know, the PRing stuff there, but they're not going to do actual ads. And it's the whole, because of hate speech and blah, 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 which that is such a general term. I, I really don't like that term because it, what are you classifying as hate speech? We we need to clarify that right off whatever the, bat the mob says, it's whatever the mob exactly. says. Exactly. And that's not how this works. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's whatever that we talked about it yesterday. It's whatever the mob says. And it's what it's whatever the mob says that day is worse than that, actually. It's whatever they say yeah. that day, because the, the mob changes. The mob is evolving. Why do you think they call it the progressive movement? Because it's moving. It's always moving. So there's there's a there's a constant change. Everything's always in a state of flux so they can twist and, and change that agenda. See, look, we started with George Floyd. Now we're with we've got to get rid of Donald Trump and, and we've got to burn the system down. You see how it's been twisted? You, you see where they go with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we go with a cop unjustly killing a guy. And now we're turning into we've got to uh, we've got to disband the Western prescribed nuclear family. So, what I mean, and I tell you what, you know, re- regardless of, of the whole background of George Floyd, there was a video that he released that he was talking about the up and coming generation. And he says the next generations, they're gone. They are gone. We've got to do something to get these kids on the right track. He, I mean, I heard him say it in, in the video they released of him. So which in later on today, we're going to be talking about juvenile delinquency. I hope we can actually do a good job of that. I hope we can cover the things we want to cover. Uh, but we're, we're not we're not going to get too we're not going to get too big into like the crime statistics and, and things like that. We're going to get into uh, we'll do that later. I'll, I want to go back at that later uh, at another time. But we're more or less going to cover the the foundational side of it 
uh, of what's happened to our society, what's happening to the juveniles in our society, and why you see the young people doing what they're doing. So we're going to cover that later on this afternoon. So make sure you uh, check out later on this afternoon. Does Biden have a VP pick? (laughs) I haven't heard officially that he's picked anyone yet. Uh, I've seen they're floating other ideas, and it, it feels like they're they're trying to coax him or, or push him into different ones. You know, because this is a uh, New York Times it's, that's talking about this. But they're they're pushing for Senator Tammy Duckworth. Who's that? No idea. That's Illinois. I've never even heard uh, of her. I, I've never heard of her. But apparently, uh, she served in the military, Army Lieutenant Colonel. Uh, lost both of her legs during combat duty in Iraq. Uh, the thing is, is I don't know. I don't know where she stands, what what her policies are. Says she is not a progressive or a progressive enemy. If you're not an enemy of progressivism, doesn't that kind of make you a progressive? Well, I think they're playing the veteran side of it. What what would you think? I mean, yeah. honestly, honestly, and I and I kind of I, I hate that I'm even about to say this, but if they wanted to get that particular line of voting, Go with Tulsi Gabbard, right? I mean, hell, there's things that even I agree with her on. I'm like, wait a minute. She's not wrong there. She's right about that stuff. And she fits the identity politics. She ticks the boxes for those. Mm -hmm. She's a woman of color. She talks sense. She, well, I mean, yeah, she's not, she, well, she, yeah, she's not progressive enough. That's because she, because she talks sense. She's not progressive enough. But so she's a, she's a veteran and, and she has decent policies that even I, even I can, I can say, you know what? That's not, all that bad. I mean, she she's right. So I'm curious what what are the requirements for Vice, and, and by that I mean she wasn't born in the U.S. She wasn't. No, she was born in uh, Thailand. I don't think there's anything in the Constitution about Vice President being native born. I think it's only the president. Not only the president, but it. it the reason I, I question that is it seems odd that you would say that the president and the vice president who is next in line, if something were to happen to the president, why do we not have something there too for, you know, it just it, nothing against the fact that she was born in Thailand or anything. You know, it's just it's the way our laws are. Right. That's the way our system is. So I, I was just curious if that's still a, if that applies to the VP as well. But from the pictures, by the way, it looks like she flew a Blackhawk. I don't know. I really don't know about this one. I really don't know what to say because she doesn't meet the criteria. I mean, the the radical left is going to have a a conniption fit. Uh, This is the other thing. Because she is so close to communist nations, you know, in in Thailand, she's kind of, you know, seen almost firsthand, you would think. I would think she would be against it. Would she not? That's kind of my initial suspicions. But I mean, seriously, honestly, it seems like she would care about America and love America, right? I mean, why why else would you serve in the military unless you agreed with the the foundational principles, right? Yes, or if you want for the college, I was going to say that if you wanted to get that, or if it's a fast track to citizenship. Um, not sure when she came to the U.S. It's a good question. She's fifty two. She married in ninety three, so that could have been one of the ways she got over. No. She started service in 92, so she was already here. The, the thing is with Biden and his VP pick, it's not really, I don't think it's going to be him that's picking it. It's going to be the handlers, if you will, his handlers. Because as we've seen with his, uh, and I I don't mean this as an insult to him, but we've seen how well he speaks and how well he recalls um, statistics, the uh, 
hundred and what was it? Hundred and thirty million. One hundred and twenty million. We've got one hundred and twenty million dead of COVID, Bruce. Yeah. And the red states yeah. are the worst. Yeah. They're, they're the worst. They're yeah. having the worst. Right. Right. So you, you can't you uh-huh. can't go to a Trump rally. You can't vote. So because that, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's happening in the red states. That's, that's where the biggest spikes are. So ironically, you know I mean? the worst place in the world, ironically, is New York, uh, the state. But, you know, it's actually worse than most countries. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, just yeah, no, literally, it's I'm pretty sure it's wor- the worst in the world, uh, at least when it was peaking. I, I don't know. I, well, we're, we're seeing others south of us that are starting to peak and it, it's pretty bad there. But yeah. Anyway, all right, we're going to have to jump out of here this morning, Bruce. Uh, Anything else you got this morning? That's it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Thanks for your time this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.